The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And welcome to the second edition of this very same <laughs> first episode. I would actually just like to point out, we had already recorded an episode. Yes. And then the Big Ten decided to release the vote count. Just a couple hours after we had already had this discussion. Yes. And so we thought, well, maybe we can just kind of uh, make a little note in the show description, Mm -hmm. but it felt like we had to come back. And here we are. Try it again. (laughs) And before we go anywhere, I just want to tell you the reason we named this the Mind Your Own Podcast, it it was a spin on the idea of not sticking to sports. Right. Because we we don't. We, we, We talk about sports when we want to, but we are not... We are not married to having to talk about talk right. about sports. We don't have to stay in a box. We don't. We can expand outside of the box. Yes. But I do want to say, as of September 1st, 2020, the idea of sticking to sports has officially been declared dead forever. R.I.P. And ever. And if you ever Bury tell me. It. Yes. If you ever tell me to stick to sports one more time on Twitter unironically, ironically, it's still fine. Right. Yeah. I'm going to just share with you the fact that Donald Trump has tweeted about meeting with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren and that they are talking about immediately starting up Big Ten football. The tweet reads, had a very productive conversation with Kevin Warren, Commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, about immediately starting up Big Ten football would be great for everyone. Great. He he did actually. Good, great. (laughs) Players, fans, country. On the one yard line, which if you're on the one yard line, <laughs> you got 99 to go. Unless exactly. he did not. Which do, side of the field are you on? Yes. Where are we at? Which one yard line are we on? Are we the? Are we on offense? Are we on defense? Where are we at in this? I have questions. Um, I did see people in the responses asking for him to tweet something similar about Omaha public schools. I'm sorry, OPS oh. fans. Um, I I already said this walking into this. I don't know why only the big. 10 is getting mentioned in this and not the Pac-12, the Mountain right. West, all of the other conferences, and uh, you, you don't have junior college playing until spring. There's so right. many fish to fry in this discussion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have to commend the OPS players I saw that have started to let them play or let us play movement and mm-hmm. have shared videos. Good for them. Um, if nothing else, I think that's actually more impactful. That's probably more impactful right now. Right, whatever this is, but there's like like my if, brain can't handle. I know anymore. <laughs> if there is an instance where there's a lot to unpack here is super relevant. That's right now because there's so much that led up to this. Yeah, so and things change every day. And uh, driving to work this morning, I was like, I don't. My brain can't, I don't know what's happening. In the original iteration of this podcast, I said at the end, I'm ready to be let off this roller coaster. 
I yes. am so ready to be let off this roller coaster. I like my, roller coasters, but not like this. Not this one. This one is this one is a death trap. Yeah. And I I have hit a point in all of this where I wake up every day and I'm like, how insane can this all get? It feels like it's only going to get crazier. So, I mean, the Yahoo Sports just tweeted, not sure the president has mentioned the Pac-12, let alone the Mountain West and the MAC at all in this. It's all about the Big Ten. Now, when you said we can unpack a lot, mm. I think we can talk about why the Big Ten has become the hyper focus. And I yes. think a lot of what we talked about yesterday is relevant. So we are going to dive into this because we, in the original podcast before the Big Ten decided to do the one thing we really just didn't need them to do, but I get it. It was good for it was good for everyone yes. to find out. So the news, which all of you are aware when you are listening to this, so I'm not even going to say in case you missed it because right. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> um, the Big Ten on Monday released the vote count for the decision to postpone yes. football. It was 11 to 3. Afterward, it came out that a league source said that the three that voted to continue the season not to postpone were Nebraska, Ohio State, and Iowa. Iowa. That created a I lot of what I figured would happen. Yeah. People I didn't think yelling. that that was surprising. No, it seemed right. Um, given everything that happened after the initial conversation came out of, you know, we're postponing the season and there wasn't a number attached to it, mm -hmm. but then the schools that followed in trying to have conversations were, well, I think it's Ohio important. State, Nebraska, and Iowa. Yes. And I think it's important because I saw some people who were like, oh, wow, Michigan and Penn state. It's but. kind of important though, to point something out. So when we talk about Michigan and Penn State and what they did or did not do. Right. Yes, we know how Jim Harbaugh felt, but the thing is, is Jim Harbaugh is not voting. He is not the person exactly. in the room. If you're a Hamilton fan, he was not in the room where it happened. Or, do you watch Hamilton? I no, I haven't. You should. Sorry. We should, <laughs> in fact, we are going to just completely 180 into Hamilton for the rest of this podcast. Um, we're going to actually it. talk about how Hamilton makes sense in daily context. Um, no, but he was not there. He did not get that. He did not get a vote. The one that stood out to me, though, is Penn State's president making the comment that she didn't know if a vote happened. That felt right. weird because that it is. seems like you did. Right. So, like, were you not there? Like, I don't understand how that... <laughs> and, she, and she may not have been in, like, that committee, which right. is fine. But it's like, where's the communication line not happening Exactly. in all of this? The problem is, is, like, so that committee, and I think this is where it gets a little bit confusing. It was it, University of Michigan's president is a, a doctor mm -hmm. and basically, like, specializes in... Infectious uh, diseases? Yes. Yeah. So it makes sense why that individual would vote against right. continuing a season. Exactly. When you know that, it, it helps bring context. That does not change how Jim Harbaugh felt. But again, they're in different worlds. They, exactly. they are functioning in different ways. I think if nothing else what this has shown is communication is clearly lacking in a lot of universities because right. this committee is made up of both chancellors and presidents, but not all chancellors and presidents. So in some universities, it might be the chancellor and some it might be the president. And clearly, are they not having a conversation with one another? Right. And then why why would they not then, being the person who is voting on something like this, then pass on to the coaches of fall sports? Like, this is why this was what the vote count was, even just to them. Because mm -hmm. if it, it came off after 
and the dust still hasn't settled, so I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but be like, careful. We don't want to have to re-record <laughs> this podcast. It came <laughs> off like the coaches were left in the dark completely, yes. which didn't make any sense to me. It's like, why wouldn't they know why the decision was made to do this? Yes, and what we had said yesterday is that the Big Ten could have saved itself a lot of pain yeah. by just being more transparent. So everything that they shared yesterday, which to give you just like kind of the how we got here, because we we had originally viewed this podcast this week as a how did we get here? Yes. Because this this week should have been the first game for Nebraska football mm-hmm. um, with the option to move it if need be based on the schedule they, they announced before ultimately right. canceling six to seven yeah. days later. Yeah. But Nebraska, eight Nebraska players filed a lawsuit late – Late last week, so if you're listening to this in like three months and you're like, when was that? End of August. Um, They filed a lawsuit in the District Court of Lancaster County basically demanding information from the Big Ten. So the three things that they asked for is they wanted to know, um, so the three counts were wrongful interference with business expectations, breach of contract, and declaratory judgment, and then they were calling into question whether or not the Big Ten actually voted. Right. So, because when this all initially happened, they just said it was overwhelming which I majority. Would say Eleven to three is overwhelming. It is, but no one knew what. It, like, if yes. it was more, you know, like seven, 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 you know, like that's not overwhelming. Yes. And I think that that's what people wanted to know. And well, and it there the, wasn't enough transparency there. The reports were conflicting because to go back to athletic director Sandy Barbour from um, so Penn State athletic director Sandy Barbour, she was unclear mm-hmm. if a vote had taken place. Minnesota President Joan Gable said that the conference didn't vote per se. Ronnie Green, Nebraska's chancellor, said there was for sure a vote. Right. Um, and then Kevin Warren said, the commissioner of the Big Ten said, yep, there was a vote, but that the decision would not be revisited. The thing is, right. is in that open letter that Warren provided to the Big Ten as this answer for why, they did, yeah. they did provide, here are the things that ultimately went into our decision. Yeah. What they could have done, though, Just and I think move that up. Yes, and then also add to it, which would have solved so many problems. Add to it. Here's how the conference voted. We're not going to tell you who voted and how, right? Because that doesn't matter. No, really. and we saw what happened yesterday as people are yelling at they're tagging random commissioner or commissioners, uh, <laughs> athletic directors yeah. on. It, it doesn't do much. Now, you, if you're Nebraska, Ohio State, and Iowa, and you want to pat yourself on the back, it probably feels great, but it does exactly what we saw yesterday where people were like, how dare you be Minnesota? Right, exactly. So, like, and then it just creates this, uh, anyway, that's a whole different thing. But if they would have just put the vote in there and said it was 11 to 3, and here's the information of how we got to that decision. So, like yeah. the Pac-12, here's our medical study. Uh, we communicated with what Warren said through the lawyer yesterday on Monday was here are the, we had two different groups of people communicating, two different experts. All of this stuff would have been so much more relevant in the initial discussion. Right. Because yes, parents would have still been mad. Players would have still been disappointed. Coaches would have still felt like they should be able to play, but at least you You have a reasoning why. Yes, you and know, it, you, you remove your answers. people from going out and basically creating the conspiracy theories. Yeah, finding their own quote-unquote information. Because mm-hmm. you can find what, like, however you feel on the topic, you can go out and find 
information supporting your side of the argument. Yes. And that just leads you down a rabbit hole and then people start arguing and yelling and you want to point fingers because you want someone to blame because you're upset and you're pissed off. Mm-hmm. But if you have a set of facts, that takes away all of that. Yeah, like, you can now start arguing whether or not you agree with their reasoning or sure. whatever else. Like some people, it's, this, is, this is the entire thing. Yes, the ACC and the SEC have found individuals who have told them it's okay to continue to move forward with sports. Alabama yeah. has still had more than 1,000 cases reported in two weeks. Right. They're going to still have to answer questions to this. Yes, they are. Because... That still goes into the whole is is this an am is this amateurism any longer? Because right. if students are having these kind of outbreaks on campus, and maybe you're going to have to start reconsidering if they can even be on campus. But the football players and volleyball right. players and everyone else stays. At that point, that's I feel like that's a job expectation. Yes, there. This the thing about a student athlete, at least, is how the NCAA. Which, by the way, the NCAA <laughs> has found themselves like wherever they are. Mark yeah, Emmer is just not doing you? anything. Like, he's he's not. Excuse he's me. In he's a doing stuff or something. He's like, just watching this all implode, and he's right. like, "I'm good. I'm all right. I'm we, gonna stay over here." We casually <laughs> release a statement that agrees, in a way, with mostly everyone. Yeah. every so often and then we just umbrella. disappear back yeah he's just like here's a general statement like when he came out and did that one on like moving the fall championships yeah it was it was the most like it's non-committal it, and it's also it like, like there's no there's nothing to be like angry with him about because he doesn't say he anything say he's anything. just like yeah. okay we're, we're moving it and like we're really proud of you all and then he's just like disappears yep. in a cloud of smoke <laughs> exactly so great for the ncaa somehow managing to not lead in this whole thing as always but right. speaking of the ncaa when it comes to amateurism they believe that a student athlete the student comes before athlete they are not athlete students right so Again, going back to the SEC and ACC, maybe they maybe they kick off and maybe they get into this season and maybe they play it all out. Maybe. Maybe. But they're still probably going to have to answer. You know, this is, oh, we could talk the about this forever. Risks, the name, you know? image, likeness stuff and yeah. how, like, you could have just probably gotten yourself in a situation where you could treat them like an employee. Yeah. And some of these players would have said, great, we'll, we'll act like employees. If you let us get Fine. paid, we're on it. Exactly. But, like... Oh man, this is just so it's here's a cluster is what it is. It is. <laughs> and like, I want to just say I get that like we all feel different politically. Right. And I don't want to get into the politics of this, but here's the one thing I will say. I don't agree with everything that I've seen everyone say. I am definitely the like not everything is a conspiracy. Yeah. Not everything not- is political. Not everything is not everything is this like underlying thing that we like. Sometimes it just is what it is. Yes. And it can just be that thing. It yes. doesn't have to But ugh. I can understand <laughs> the sort of frustration and I can understand why Twitter looks like a mess all the time. Because yeah. people just are confused. They yeah. don't understand why decisions are being made that are being like why the decisions are being made. And when you have this much confusion, this is what happens. Yeah. And if you, if you had just like, if the big 10 had just, and I focus on the big 10 because we are in Nebraska, but if you just at the very beginning came out and were totally transparent and approached it in a completely different way, it wouldn't be this. I don't want to use the word botched, but it wouldn't be this insane (laughs) seeming, you know, if you just come out right away, right off the bat, lay all the stuff out there that you're willing to discuss and release to the public, mm-hmm. 
and a, I don't know, a coach and keep everybody in the loop so that you don't have all these unanswered questions and you don't have to do 13,000 different interviews, backtracking and then trying to cover your tracks. And it just, to me, botched is the best word I can think of to and describe what happened the and thing, how we got here. The thing that I have, I think we have to be careful with is it's always, it's always warm and fuzzy to do the, if Jim Delaney was still commissioner, oh, we, okay. yes, yeah. you got to be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful with this because he did pick Kevin Warren and he, mm -hmm. he did groom him for this role. I don't, I think Kevin Warren is more than qualified for it. However, that doesn't mean Kevin Warren is exempt from criticism and where right. I feel that the criticism needs to be placed because what has happened is people have been so hyper-focused on blaming him for all of the decisions right. that we have forgotten that there are chancellors and presidents who made the actual decision yes. and they have all sort of gotten, they've all sort of been shielded from this. Now, to be fair, there's Simpson, like a good leader. Yes. A good leader like Kevin Warren will take that on. If yes. he's a good leader, he'll say, that's fine. You lead by example. Yeah. Don't know? blame them. You yeah. can blame me. And I think he has sort of treated it as such. He's mm -hmm. not coming back and being like, well, the presidents well, and chancellors throwing people way. under the bus. Right. He's, he's, so if there's one thing I will give him credit for, he has not started to like throw people under the bus in mm -hmm. this process. I think he probably failed as a communicator. Yes. I think the, I his think public accurate. relations team failed him. And I think I he failed himself in that. Mm -hmm. I think, I think where people get all warm and fuzzy about Jim Delaney that we all remember is Jim Delaney was somebody that had a, he, he sort of struck with an iron fist because he went to all of his coaches and his athletic directors and his chancellors and his presidents. And he basically said, you fall in line. You yeah. agree with me. Otherwise we're not doing whatever. Right. And he would get everybody on the same page before he went and announced something. Yep. This, this is where probably the communication failed everyone yes. because like you were saying earlier, the coaches weren't aware of what was going on. Right. Athletic directors felt that they were off on an island. Mm -hmm. Presidents, chancellors were not in the same, they were not in the same boat. They right. were all shipped, like shipped off to different places. That is where as a commissioner, you got to get your people in line. You got to get them all in the, you got to get them all facing the same direction. Yes. Instead, yeah. he kind of put them in a space and let them all just kind of wander you're off. You're like fending for yourself and yes. you're in the same boat as everybody else. Like the, the coaches and the chancellors and everybody should, the athletic directors shouldn't be on their own island. Mm -hmm. Like, I hate to say it this way, but like the general public maybe should be. They, mm -hmm. don't, know, they don't need to know all of the in idiosyncrasies that go right. into making a decision this big. But you can't do that to everyone. Right. There are some key players that need to be involved. So then, like we you brought up yesterday, how do you take this situation then moving forward and make the Big Ten accountable mm -hmm. so that this type of thing doesn't happen again? Yes, because Kevin Warren is going to have situations where he's going to need oh, to work yeah. with his, his athletic directors. Yeah. And there's already going to be a bit of a, like a splintered relationship. Yeah. There's going to be some lack of trust. And I think that's where this has become the bigger thing. So here's, here's kind of where like I start to di dissect things. Now I, I say this, I have a little bit of a PR background so I can mm -hmm. sometimes see how things are happening. So I want to shed a little bit of light on something that if you're listening and you're like, I don't agree with that, that's fine. I just want to provide a little bit of a different form of insight to something that I noticed. So Scott Frost comes out on a Monday and does mm -hmm. this big press conference, making the case for why his team and the big 10 should be allowed to play. Right. So what happens is a day later, the Big Ten cancels the football season. And then Kevin Warren goes on 
the Big Ten Network. Mm -hmm. I think he was ill-prepared for that. I don't think he had the right talking points, and he got asked about Nebraska. What I think he was trying to do, and again, this all goes back to PR. Yeah. What I think he was trying to do is he was trying to be the person that sort of like diffused things and said, I understand there's hurt and they're upset. I get that. And then he tried to move on. So he was pushed on it further because it felt like a non-answer. Right. So he tries to do it again. I understand they're hurt. I understand the passion. But again, in the big context of this interview, it feels like a non-answer. Yeah. It doesn't feel, but I think what he was trying to do unsuccessfully was just put some neosporin on it. Yeah. He was trying (laughs) to say, Nebraska, we're good. Right. What happened then is Nebraska hears this and is like, Mm-mm, that's not a good enough answer. Comes out in their statement, we're disappointed. Yeah. We don't agree with this. So then what he does, he does is Kevin Warren gets include like he gets interviewed for another story. I think it was Yahoo Sports was, yeah. later in the day. And then he takes the iron fist. Right. You don't get to do that later. You got to, you've got to balance that as a leader. You can't yeah. try to play the PR game early in the day, which I really do think is I, what he was trying to do. Which I get, but they have to like be married to each other. It's right. like parenting kind of. You don't get like, to come back later and right. suddenly be like, you now you're be, in trouble. You can't be the BFF and be like, no, it's totally fine. Like you'll learn next time. And then later when they, when someone does the same thing, a child and mm-hmm. my analogy here and then like ground them for the thing that you were like, no, it's okay. Yeah. Like Nebraska was expressing two together. Yes. Nebraska was expressing that they were disappointed. Mm-hmm. And if you are the, the commissioner and you're like, that's not cool. It's not cool to then also go and do a, a interview where you tell the person, you know, yeah, you make it seem like, well, they're just whining because then what happens is you have now opened up Nebraska to be, the punching bag yep. for everyone. Yep. When, as we found out, a lot yep. of other schools actually agreed with what Nebraska was saying. Yes. So I, my my big thing here is, I don't think Kevin Warren is this like terrible person that people have right. made him and out to he's be. He's the person that, I don't want to say scapegoat, but he's the person you get to be mad at because yes. and he's sh- the face of And you have every right everything. because he right. knows that. You don't take a job like that with the idea in mind that you're not going to get some right. level of criticism. Right. Where I hope he learns, and I hope the Big Ten learns going forward, is the communication piece of everything Mm -hmm. is so important. You can't claim we're the Big Ten, we're so good at everything, and then not be effective communicators. Exactly. That just will not fly. Yeah. Because the Big Ten has always been known as sort of this like leader and we, mm-hmm. we talked about this in the original podcast. Right. <laughs> when they came out and canceled non-conference games right. in July, it felt like they were leading. It felt yes. like the Big Ten was on top of things. Like, we're going to do this because of this reason. And they did all of the things that we were looking for them to do mm-hmm. when then they canceled the season. Well, so I don't just, really know what fell apart there. It kind of looks like they just stopped communicating. It yeah. looks like they just didn't do anything for months. It just looks like they sat around on their hands and said, well, maybe things will get better or maybe we won't have to make this yeah. decision or some may, maybe somebody else will make the and decision for follow. us. Yeah. yeah, and it just, I think when we talk about why the president of the United States is tweeting about <laughs> tweeting about the Big Ten but not tweeting about the Pac-12, right. I think the Pac-12, because they just said, here was why, here's yeah. our medical reasoning and everything, people just sort of said, okay, yeah. Okay. That's the reason why I'm good with that. You yeah. gave me factual information and supported why. Yep. And they're like, all right, sounds good. We don't yeah. agree with it, but like, okay, cool. Yeah, this sucks, but yeah, I mean, what I are you going to do? People just sort of like haven't 
been after them. I think the vulnerability of the Big Ten has been its lack of transparency and its lack of communication because that was an area where people could exploit them for it. Yeah. And so now they're trying to backtrack. They're trying to go like, oh, this is not what we wanted. Right. You didn't have to do this to yourselves. You stubbing your toes, like with every step you're taking yes. so far in this process. Yep. Like, and I think honestly, with anything that gets muddled up or whatever, you take those lessons from this situation and you pl- apply it moving forward. Maybe they need to get an accountability buddy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. Remember last time when you weren't going to release factual information along mm-hmm. with a gigantic decision that affects like thousands of people? Mm-hmm. Within an athletic department, let's maybe add some context to your decision here yeah. so that you don't leave the door open for conspiracy theories and screaming. Well, yeah, because I mean, the thing, the thing is, is humans at their core are, are curious, are curious beings. They want, yes. they want to know, they want to feel like they're a part of, I mean, the, the reason that, the reason that we all love sports aside from the game itself is the community that it brings. Right. And I think the one thing that has been really sad for me is to watch. So when Nebraska left the big 12 for the big 10, I remember thinking like, will this ever get to a point where it feels like Nebraska belongs here? Mm -hmm. And I will say, at least from a personal perspective, probably about 2015, 2016, 2017 in that range, which is weird. It's like the Mike Riley years. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) comparing it to any coaches. I'm just saying around that timeframe, it started to feel like it started to feel comfortable. Whereas like, we know these schools, we kind of know the little like things that, yeah, we know the things that bother them. Nebraska and Iowa were starting to become like a rivalry. I'm so sorry. It is a rivalry. And it felt good. (laughs) Yeah. It felt like, Hey, give it another 10 years and this thing's going to be like, you're going to be cooking with gas here. Like this is good. The thing that has made me sad over the last, I'd say month is watching people just want to get out of this and go back to the big 12 because to be happy there either. No. And you know, if Nebraska went back to the big 12 now, I I have to say it would not be what people think it would be. No, It does. The the conference itself doesn't look like it did. It's not the same. I think we all kind of long for the days of the big eight, the big 12 when it was what it was. Right. It's, it's like romanticizing an old relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, I get it because like, I, I miss that too. Everyone's dated a crappy lackluster person in their life, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's like going back and like not thinking about any of the crappy things that happened and only thinking about the good things. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at, I, I think when you look at the Big Ten and we have to step away from football for a moment, when yeah, you look at overall. volleyball, volleyball fits mm-hmm. incredibly well in the Big Ten. When you look at the Nebraska Medical Center, Nebraska Medicine, Nebraska Medicine functions so well in the Big Ten with mm-hmm. its research and just its leadership. Um, I, I, I think Nebraska Medicine makes a ton of sense. I know that these are those things that it's like, well, these this isn't football, but it is bigger than football at times. Yes. But I still think football makes sense in the Big Ten or at least can. Yeah. I just think what unfortunately has happened this year and a lot of unfortunate things have happened. Um, but it is fractured that growth as far as the relationship is concerned. Yeah. And I think it's going to now take some time for athletic directors, presidents, mm. chancellors, um, leaders within the Big Ten, the commissioner to get back on track. Yeah. But I, I will say, if you're a Nebraska fan listening to this and being like, yeah, I, I don't love the Big Ten right now, I don't think other schools do either. 
Right. Especially so, right now. Yeah. yeah, we know Ohio, we know how Ohio State and um, Purdue and Iowa feel. <laughs> Sorry, um, but <laughs> despite <laughs> <Just> yeah, <laughs> same kind of colors. One's gold, one's yellow. Um, no, if you're somebody who's like, well, but the other schools like Michigan, Penn State, Purdue, mm-hmm. Illinois, Indiana, all of these schools, Minnesota, they all voted to postpone. Yeah, here's the thing: just because they voted to postpone doesn't mean I think they're exactly warm and fuzzy and happy with the big 10 right now. I think that there's a lot of lack. I think, I think there's a lot of distrust at this point. Overall. Yes. The way that this entire thing rolled out, I think that it would be hard to trust people, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're going to just going to have to work on repairing that relationship now. Like, I don't think that anybody at their core was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just cancel football. Yep. Like, I don't think so. No one wanted to, wanted to do that. No, because I know we look at it from a hyper-focused perspective of how this is going to affect Lincoln and the mm-hmm. community and the small businesses, which, like, I mean, we're that's a small it, business. any college town. We get, know? but, like, that's yeah. the same everywhere. Exactly. So for those of us who are who are worried here, there are, uh, there are so many of these same conversations happening in college towns all across the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the, and the Mountain West yeah. and the MAC everywhere i mean these junior colleges that are now not playing till spring if you're a last chance you fan you see how many of those small small communities may not have football again community college may not be able to afford it if they're losing out on Mm -hmm. some of the funds that they get from those football games because we see what those mean to those those small communities so like it's not just happening here and that's something that i think if we can just remember that nebraska took unfortunately the brunt of everything yeah and I think it became an easy target over, you know, a week or two. And it felt like Nebraska was kind of hanging out on their own. Yeah. But Nebraska is not alone in this. There are other universities who feel the same. The same way. And I that, I think, will ultimately help going forward, knowing that it's not quite as like. Yeah. You're not alone. Like Yeah. It just, it, it's been, it's been a very. um a month. It's it been is, a month. It has. I. It, I don't know how it's September. I don't know. It either. feels like it should be January first of twenty twenty one because the longest this year legitimately overall has felt like a decade. Mm-hmm. But especially this last like month with everything that has changed, every other freaking day like yep. surrounding the Big Ten and football and fall sports. Like oh my lord. Uh, I. It's exhausting. And you know what, though? Like, our exhaustion by it is why I I can understand to a degree why people are reacting the way they are. Yeah. Like, I see some of your tweets, and I'm going to tell you, like, some of y'all are crazy. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Some of you all are crazy. Um, And some of you don't read stories. You react to headlines. And it's, you know, okay, I get it. Context matters. Context does matter. Um, I get it. But, like, I understand why people are at yeah. least upset, even yeah. if we don't see eye to eye on why we are here, I can yeah. see why we're all upset. Cause we're all just trying to grapple with what the heck has happened. Yes, exactly. Like, and I don't know. You're missing, you know, like I actually went back and found my tweet from last year yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, this has been the longest off season ever. And I just said, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I was so wrong. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's, I understand sports are an escape and they, it matters a lot to a lot of people. Sometimes it's, you know, something that you shared with your dad or your mom, or like, it was the thing that you did. Mm -hmm. Like it's not gone away forever. You have to take in 
into consideration the larger picture of everything right now. It's just what we live in. It's just another thing we have to deal with. It'll be okay eventually. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I, yeah, I, it will be. I don't know what normal looks like on the other side of this. No, I don't. I don't think it's the normal that we did know. Yeah. And you know, that's okay because I think about how many things have happened in our lives that have changed how we do things. Yeah. And we will, we will, there will be a day we'll look back on this and go, can you remember that 2020 season? That was nuts. And then we'll just laugh and laugh. And we'll think it was like, I mean, there's going to be so many stories to tell yeah. to all of our therapists at some point. <laughs> um, but I mean, seriously, right. um, we all need a lot of therapy yeah. after this. Yeah. I just want to get to a place where I don't wake up every day and wonder what is going to happen today. What's going to go on today? And to be honest with you, I have no idea when we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, it's going to be a long road, I think. A longer. It will seem long because this entire year has seemed yes. long. But eventually there will be some kind of a resolution whether that's playing an abbreviated season at the beginning of 2021 yeah. or if it's October or if it's Thanksgiving yeah. or whatever the hell they decide and make a decision on what's the safest way to go about it. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. And I hopefully just, in 2021 we'll be okay. Yeah. And not have to worry about any of this so. anymore. I had to, I had to postpone my wedding to 2021. I mm. swear y'all, like if I have to do anything with like that, you guys are pissed. Yeah. I have <laughs> a lot of reason. I have a lot of words for a lot of you. Um, no, you know, the one thing I will say that's a positive in all of this. So if you, you, if you're still here with us, mm-hmm. like you and I, and we actually said this more toward the top of the podcast yeah, yesterday, yeah. but we just really dove into all of this. Um, we have been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. Like four years? It's been a while. It's been a long time. And if you listen to our preview episode, you know that for some reason, a pandemic just presented the perfect timing to mm-hmm. do it. Um, but I am really excited about this. It's going to be so much fun. It is because here's the thing. We're not going to talk about the president's tweets and the Big Ten mm. and the commissioner's communication every week. I promise. No. We're not. We had to do it this time because, I mean. Well, it's the elephant it's, in the room is it's, literally yeah. suffocating us. <laughs> I, yeah. But, like, there's so many random things that if you're thinking, like, what will this podcast be? You know, we'll stick to sports except for when we just don't feel like sticking to mm-hmm. sports. And so. Kind of whatever the hell we want to yeah. talk about. So my, my suggestion to you is do the things that you need to do to get us back on track. Because if, if we don't get sports back at some point, we are <laughs> going to be talking about my terrible television habits, which I did say on the original podcast yesterday, um, because I have terrible television viewing habits. Now I do yeah. watch some good shows too. Please email us if you have things yes. you want us to talk about or questions. Oh, see, I Otherwise, thought you were just going to say shows. only... <laughs> Only going to talk about Real Housewives of Orange County or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Beverly I, Hills I or whatever it is. I thought you were going to say is. send us show suggestions, which please do that too. Yes, yes. Um, you can email us at any time. Our email is mindyourownpodcast at hillversity.com. Just the name of this podcast, mindyourownpodcast at hillversity.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we will take questions. We may do a mailbag episode. Yes. Uh, we will take suggestions if you're like, hey, it'd be cool to talk about this. We'd love to hear yeah. that as or well. Whatever you're watching or whatever. If you want to just yell about you're things. screaming and it's all caps and like a throw up face. I mean, we understand. Fair warning. I might screenshot it and tweet it out to people. So just beware. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave your email address out of it. Like, yeah. don't worry. Like, we're not going to like completely like put you on blast. <laughs> um, 
But no, we do want to hear from you. You can always tweet at us. I'm at Aaron Sorensen. Last time you said your Instagram I, handle. I did, and I didn't mean to. It's it's at Sasha72, <laughs> S-A-U-S-H-A, 72. I did appreciate that. I mean, that's where the oh, money wait, is. Instagram, is. Instagram is where the money is, and TikTok. I guess a good accompanying piece to this is just open your Twitter timeline and just let chaos yeah. ensue, because that is what's happening on mine right now. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Well, yeah. And like, again, talking to a coach doesn't mean anything. No right. offense. That's what journalism should do. We need to talk to the coaches. We need to talk to everyone. Yeah. But like the coaches don't make these decisions. The right. athletic directors don't make the decisions. What we need to know who I'm interested in talking to is the presidents and the chancellors. I want yeah. them to tell me because they're the ones who are going to either reverse course or not. Yeah. And they still haven't said anything. Exactly. So I, I think that honestly, like things that we have to keep in mind, like, yes, we can be angry and have differences of opinion and stuff like that. But really at the end of the day for the chancellors um, and presidents and hierarchy of athletic departments, they have to look out for the well-being of their, their coaches and players. And then the fans, like they know you're disappointed but how, what's the safest way to go about this? There's travel involved. You're, you know, that's, that's a big one for me. The, for me, the travel piece is huge. Now I will say I've been telling people, Hey, I think high school, I think high school sports are doable. I think youth sports make sense because they are happening on a local level. And I do want to just give a really quick shout out because I talked a little bit more about this in depth in our original podcast. I'm not going to go into it quite, but I do want to at least give them a shout out. I was able to go to the Omaha Westside Creighton Prep game last Thursday. It was the home, there was Westside's home opener. Technically, both of them play there, right? So isn't it like a home opener technically for both? Um, but I thought they did a great job. It's really hard to convince teenagers to keep a mask on their face. I felt mm -hmm. like they were about as successful as they could. They limited attendance. I'd say outside of the participants, there's probably 200 fans total. They're pretty well distance from what I felt. Yeah. I felt comfortable the whole time I was there. I had my mask on. Everyone else did. It it was honestly a great experience. So major credit to Westside, to Creighton Prep. I've heard similar things from other schools. Um, I know that this stings for OPS. I'm so sorry to OPS. I think it was possible, but that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. Although I will say now um, a Kansas City team is coming up to play Westside, so that completely shoots my not crossing <laughs> travel. But at the same time, it is a little bit different at a youth level. It's not quite as big of a production yeah. as, as college. Here's the thing. I've seen so many people who've said made comments like the media just wants to be able to say, I told you so. I have long said this in my life. I would rather be proven wrong. Yeah. So I'm not confident that college football functions properly in the SEC and the ACC and anyone else who's playing. I still am very cautious. Mm -hmm. If they prove me wrong, that's awesome. totally fine. I have no issue being proven wrong. Same thing with these high schools. If they if they successfully get through a safe season and do do what they need to do and keep their kids safe and can have this experience, I'm all right. for it. Like. I have not been a person who's like, I, my job relies on this. I yeah. want to see success. Um, I just want to make sure it's safe and doing so. But for anyone who's like, well, you just, you just want to say, I told you so. Absolutely not. I have no interest in that one bit. I would rather you and everybody else is able to prove me wrong. Yeah. 
but you know what? I I also don't think it's about proving anyone wrong. I think to a degree, we're all just trying to get through this. We're trying to do our best. I'd like to see some sense of normalcy for us all. Yeah. So eventually we'll get there. We just got to be kind to one another. Try to be kind to somebody this week. Go. Yeah. There's a challenge. Go be nice to somebody. Do something nice. Yeah. For somebody that doesn't this, live in your home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also for somebody that lives in your home. <laughs> but like buy somebody's coffee if you're driving yeah. through like to get something. Just be nice. Like it's, it takes like nothing to be nice. It's free. Yeah. Like it just, unless you pay for their coffee. Well, yeah. And then it's going to cost you some money. But, but that's, you get a good feeling. You feel good. That person feels good. Like it, everything doesn't have to be like crazy screaming conspiracy mm-hmm. theory, like just yelling all the time and like taking other people down. Like it can be as simple as telling someone you appreciate them. I'm right. going to tell you right now, your, your favorite from coaches to players, to media, to anybody who's sort of in a public facing role right now. If you appreciate the work they're doing, tell them because it is a weird time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel like they're not doing well enough. Same thing I'm sure with like teachers and medical. I mean, everyone feels like. So tell somebody, hey, you're doing a good job. Yeah. And then like maybe hop in the email bag and then we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. If you do something nice for someone, email us at mindyourownpodcast at hailvarsity.com and pat yourself on the back. (laughs) No, we'd love to. I'd love to hear good things. I like to hear just some positive stuff. Yeah. Next week we'll be positive. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it, if, if, if this week has been ending in any, in <laughs> any indication we are in for, but Hey, at least it's labor day. So enjoy hey, your, enjoy your day at you home, go. which you would have still been at home to begin with. We love you. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week. Every Wednesday we'll be here. <laughs> <laughs>